Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Man Uncaved. It's it's raining and pouring outside, so you might be hearing that in the background, but it adds a nice little effect to our talk today. Today's talk, we're going to be looking at what's called gains and risks. And this is an interesting topic. I was running a group last week, and this topic based on this individual's behavior really popped in my mind. What is this gain? Gain is what is the gain for continuing for your behaviors? Of course, we're looking at dysfunctional behaviors. So then the flip side of that, well, what's the risk of stopping those behaviors? I thought that'd be an interesting topic to kind of to dissect and, and uh, take apart into little fragmented pieces today. When we are looking at the gains, we have to understand the gains of what? I think every moment we're not on a very, on a conscious level, but a very unconscious level, we are actually analyzing these two things and it happens so rapidly. What's the gain and what's the risk? This is happening on a, on an unconscious level. And we are, we're doing this so rapid that we don't even know that we're doing this. This is kind of back to that topic of kind of this autopilot way of living our life that's unconscious and is just making these decisions compulsively. There's an impulse, there's a compulse. We're not actually bringing consciousness to it. So when we're not bringing a sense of conscious to it, we can be acting irresponsible as opposed to bringing consciousness into this and acting responsible. What what happens and can tend to happen is, you know, life experiences, whether that's trauma, small T, big T type stuff, can distort our understanding what is going on when we're collecting data. And I use that word data really talking about life experiences. Life is happening all the time and every moment there is data happening. We are receiving data as this this thing that I like to say is that we're learning to be scientists of self and we're collecting data again, going back to living in consciousness, is that can we analyze this data with honest eyes without using all these other coping strategies, defense mechanisms, um, projections? The gains of our behaviors are usually going to stem from what is called an emotional basic need. Uh, These are needs for existence to, uh, as the species, we need these emotional needs from when we're born to when we die. Where we get those needs tends to be the bigger questions and how we get those needs. We can get those needs behind, obviously, substances. We can get those needs behind people. We can get those uh, those needs met behind things. What I have talked about previously in one of the previous episodes is when we use ex- things externally to meet those needs, that's where it gets a little fuzzy. That's where we can see some, some deep compulsive behavior patterns. What are these gains? The gains could be as, uh, you know, to feel accepted. A gain could be to feel loved, to feel validated, to have some sense of control or power. Let me just clarify that the child is conditioned to seek those needs externally. Of course, the rite of passage Becoming an adult has a lot to do with emotional maturity, not intellectual. The child tends to look for those needs externally. Now, we can be conditioned in some type of 
role and how we've been meeting those needs. Our roles become addictive and we can understand why. And if we're looking at it from, again, from an early childhood experience, then these are what's called the adaptive child. And the child takes on these roles, these adaptive roles for survival mechanisms. So that can be people pleasing. It could be a lot of pushing our own needs away to meet your needs, codependency patterns. What's happening is, although those are great adaptive for this early experience within an individual's life, say the child growing up for whatever the environmental factors are, and again, adaptive for survival. Unfortunately, what can happen is if we're not aware of these as we start to grow older, then they become maladaptive. And what is actually happening is they're working against our survival and we can get stuck in those vicious cycles without even knowing it. The gains that we're starting to look at and to understand what these gains are, are those gains of mentioned before to feel accepted, loved, validated. Now that we have become adaptive and adapted to these roles, and that's what I'm saying, these roles can become addictive. We heard, we hear the word addiction in our minds. Of course they would. They would gravitate towards the alcoholic, meth addict. Think about the heroin addict. But really, again, all that it is, is the addiction is the reward that you're getting It's just igniting the reward system in the brain. So that could be anything. And usually what I'm seeing in this is the reward is associated with meeting an unmet need. And for most, it's stemming from a child or environmental factor. Once we become adapted into that role, we become addicted to that role. So there is great risk with letting go of this role, as well as the risk of losing a sense of identity. This is who I am and this is how I get my needs met. And so usually what I see in the rooms of healing, recovery, transformation is these two parts colliding with each other. The one part that says, I want to change, I want to do this. And the other part that says, if I let go, I'll die. So what could be some of those risks? Well, if we stop these say, dysfunctional compulsive behavior patterns, we risk feeling rejected. We risk feeling someone being disappointed in us. Uh, We risk feeling abandoned or being abandoned. The feelings of shame that can come up, that we're flawed and defective. So we can create a lot of, of what is called these avoidance patterns. Now, again, here's another word, right? Avoidance. Think about the understanding of alcohol or, again, any substances. This avoidance, what are we avoiding is to feel the pain of feeling rejected, to feel the pain of the abandonment, to feel the pain of someone being upset with us. And again, that has a lot to do with child development, Um, understanding what abandonment felt like, understanding what rejection feels like, or someone being upset, what happened when someone was upset with you. So these have very deep narrative patterns uh, embedded in them and ingrained in this, in the unconscious of every individual. When we are looking at, and we're trying to understand these ideas of transformation and healing, this is what we're trying to look at. We're looking at what's the gain and what is the risk 
Of course, there's going to be a risk for things if we're if we're honest and transparent and things are going on and we have to be truthful. We do risk, right? We do risk someone being upset with us. We do risk someone abandoning us or not even abandoning us, but leaving us or not approving of the words we're saying. And I think this idea of transformation is exactly that, pushing the line, getting into those levels of discomfort. What is it like? And by the way, just because someone disapproves or someone is upset with you on, you know, as simply as maybe even just saying no, that you're not going to do this, someone is allowed to be upset with you and they can also still love you at the same time. That's another thing is this idea of two things existing at the same time. When we are looking at it from a, again, from a wounding attachment wounds stemming from early childhood and or again, micro macro society, understanding that what can happen within the child is they start to put their situations or people into two categories, black or white. These are extreme thinking patterns. Mom is either bad or she's good. She can't be both. These extreme patterns or extreme thinking, black and white thinking, later in life can cause severe problems because then as individuals, we struggle to find solutions to our problems because it's either this or it's that. I'm either sober or I'm not. I either go to the gym or I don't. I either eat healthy or I don't. There's there's no existence for both, no, no areas of gray, no middle path. So we can struggle to find solutions to our own problems. And this really does stem in environmental factors. The child starts to view life that way. Uh, it can't be mom is good and she's bad. She can definitely be this and she's that too. She has her great moments, just like all of us. Sometimes we, you know, we're in the worst mood and sometimes we're not. We're not always one thing at one time. All of these things start to accumulate within the individual on this very unconscious level. So when we're talking about this idea of transformation, it's to hopefully have so much more awareness around what is the risk or I'm sorry, what is the gain and what is the risk? And is that really what's happening here? And if that's what's happening here, that I might be rejected or someone might be disapprove of me, how do I tend to a little child within me or child parts within me to make sure that he or she knows that she's okay with me. Now, we're not in the same position when we were when we were five. We're not in the same position when we were seven. We are a completely different person through life experiences and learning how to be that parent for our little wounded part inside. Getting uncomfortable with it, pushing the line a little bit. What would happen if someone is upset with you? What would happen if someone disapproves or someone does leave you let's say it's in a relationship someone does leave you are you going to be okay i'm sure there'll be some withdrawals i'm sure there'll be some pain and some sadness of course uh, the more the emotional investment is into that person place or thing if that thing person place or thing leaves yeah it's you're going to have withdrawals it's part of the process it's part of the healing what we can do is go into such deep avoidance because we fear the risk of that. We start avoiding at all costs. We neglect our own needs. We uh, contort for others and abandon ourselves. And this is where those 
patterns and those behaviors, again, once adaptive, now become maladaptive. Looking at gains and risks, bringing consciousness to those two areas to make responsible choices as opposed to irresponsible choices could cause a lot of transformation. And again, you know, one of my like sayings is transformation is instantaneous. What if you don't have to wait for it? That every moment is much consciousness into this, into this situation and see it in reality and do something different or something that pushes up against your fears, there's transformation. You don't have to wait for it. It's always available in the now. Well, that's the episode. Please don't forget to leave a comment. You like it, you don't like it, some feedback. What are your thoughts? I love hearing your comments and your feedback. Until next time, come out of hiding. 